Hi, I'm Brad Constantine, and this is a Come Follow Me podcast of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Although this is not an official podcast of the church, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. This year's study is the Book of Mormon. Each week, a new summary podcast of that week's Book of Mormon chapters will be released. But if you want a more detailed analysis of each individual chapter, those will also be available to listen to. I hope this Come Follow Me resource will be helpful to you. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast so you'll be notified each week of a new episode. I hope you like this uh, format. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Come Follow Me podcast of the Book of Mormon. This is going to be lesson number 45. It's going to be covering Ether chapters 6 through 11 for the time frame of November 16th through the 22nd. Now, uh, this, this particular section is going to be mostly about the wars, but we're going to cover some things here in the first chapter that will be very interesting, I think. After that, it'll be kind of monotonous about wars going back and forth and so on. So, But remember that the commandment was that if you lived on this continent and you didn't worship Christ, then you'd be swept off. And so that's the promise and that's the curse that's upon this land. All right, so... Chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, uh, Moroni is proceeding to give the account of Jared. It came to pass that the Lord had prepared the stones which the brother of Jared had carried up into the mount. The brother of Jared came down out of the mount and did put forth the stones into the vessels, which were prepared one in each end, and behold, they did give light to the vessels. Now, I want you to be thinking that verses 3 through 12 is like a type of our lives. Uh, and thus the Lord caused stones to shine in darkness, to give light, in other words, the light of Christ unto men, women and children, that they might not cross the great waters in darkness. In other words, we, we come into mortality. We have the light of Christ so that we're not in complete darkness as we enter mortality and we live through it. It came to pass that when they had prepared all manner of food, that thereby they might subsist upon the water. Remember that the boats are also tight like a dish. So they were prepared both uh, spiritually and, and that their bodies were prepared and also things uh, for their sustenance are prepared. They have... Uh, herds and flocks that they're going to take with them. There's animals that are in the barges that they have with them. Notice then in verse uh, that, they're, that they commend themselves into the sea in verse 4. Uh, notice that you think about the word commending themselves unto the Lord their God. So remember that these boats are prepared by the direction of the Lord. Our lives also should be prepared by uh, under the direction of the Lord. That's how we should live our lives and that we commend ourselves to the Lord. In other words, we're trying to do His will, not our own. And if we can if we can do our lives according to the will of God, that it's going to be a whole lot easier life uh, to live here in mortality. Uh, verse 5, the, that there were, the Lord caused a furious wind to blow upon the face of the waters. Uh, and so our lives are going to have trials and tribulations throughout our lives. But notice that it says that, it's, that these waters are blowing towards the promised land. So we can count on the fact that our uh, trials and tribulations, the experiences that we have in mortality, are actually scheduled are, are, are so that uh, are, ben are, are to our benefit so that we know that we're going to land in the celestial kingdom if we will just uh, obey the commandments and do the things that the Lord asks us to do uh, in spite of our difficulties or because of our difficulties. So uh, it mentions in verse 6 that many times that they were buried in the depths of the sea. Many times our trials are going to seem overwhelming, uh, but notice that it mentions that they pop back up um, that nothing could hurt them, even though they were uh, buried in the deep of the in the depths of the sea. That nothing could harm them, even the whales that were there couldn't harm them. Uh, and they were encompassed by many waters, but they did cry unto the Lord. That's how we deal with our situations, isn't it? We cry unto the Lord for help. Verse eight: that the wind did never cease to blow towards the promised land. We can count on the fact that we're going to have tribulations, uh, but that these are engineered to bring us back to our heavenly Father. Um, and thus they were driven forth before the wind. 
Uh, but they did sing praises in verse 9. Uh, we sing praises to the Lord in spite of our difficulties. Uh, they were driven forth, and it mentions that there in verse 11 that this happened for 340 and 4 days, which also makes it sound like uh, we're going to have some specific times that we were going to have our mortal existence. Uh, we, get, we will have a, a, an end to our days eventually, but, uh, but uh, it's, we all have a set time. Uh, that we don't have, uh, our, our lives will not be cut short unless we do something to cause it to happen. But generally speaking, our lives will, will exist as long as they're supposed to. Uh, it's interesting that uh, as they're being driven, I wonder if uh, the barges were in some way connected, whether it be a rope or a chain or something, so that they would not be separated with when the uh, winds are blowing them all over the place. Um, it's interesting here from A.L. Zobel, he said, their mode of travel from the shores of Asia was in barges upon the waters and their motivated power was furnished by furious winds. Quite probably their route was in the Japan current, which travels from east to west at a rate of between 12 and 21 miles a day. And if the Pacific is about 7,000 miles across, 340 and four days that they were upon the water would be pretty well consumed. They disembarked near the land called Desolation by the Nephites, it being the place of their first landing. And so we know that as they land in the promised land, it mentions in verse 12 that they uh, shed tears of joy for being um, now being upon the land. You can imagine that after having been on the water and through the stormy seas that uh, they're finally on something stable. And again, their coming to the promised land is, gonna, is like our coming to the promised land, which is the celestial kingdom, that we will end up in the celestial kingdom uh, because of Heavenly Father's help in getting us there. So then, now then beginning in 13, um, they go about uh, tilling the ground. They're now starting a civilization. Uh, it mentions the numbers of the people that they have here. Uh, but then it also mentions that there begins to be some, um, some problems with uh, the kings. Uh, and that they, they're taken into captivity, some of them. And so this uh, becomes a problem. Chapter 7, then, um, is the reign of some kings. And, and from here on out, it pretty much is uh, one king after another. Some of them are righteous and some of them aren't. Uh, down in, in chapter um, 8, as we get into to verse 9, it, here it talks about the secret combinations that are going to creep up. And this will be the, uh, the end of their destruction is because of these secret combinations that they have. Um, in verse 22, it, again, it talks about uh, any nation that shall uphold secret combinations to get power and gain uh, will end up being destroyed. And so we need to make sure that we don't have that situation in our own country, uh, that we are not uh, building up secret combinations. Uh, verse 24, however, uh, this is a warning to us, I think, that Mormon or Moroni is putting here. The Lord command, commandeth you when ye shall see these things come among you, meaning the secret combinations, that ye shall awake to a sense of your awful situation. And I think we need to re recognize that there are many, many secret combinations among us and that we need to do all we can to uh, not live with them and to get rid of them as, as much as possible because this is going to create an awful situation for us. Verse 26, uh, Moroni is commanded to write these things that the evil may be done away and that the time may come that Satan may have no power upon the heart. So we need to understand the situation with the, Nephi, with the Jaredites here so that we don't... Uh, cause the same thing to happen among us. Uh, verse nine, or chapter 9, then we get down to verse 19. He mentions about some animals that are here on the, on the uh, continent. He talks about horses and elephants and kurlams and kumams. Now, it's interesting to note that uh, 
we don't know what these Kurlams and Kumams are, but uh, when Joseph Smith translates this, he, he just spells it out because he doesn't know either. And Moroni probably didn't know what they were either, or he knew, and he thought it was pretty common that we should know too, but we don't know what they are. Uh, so again, this shows that Joseph Smith just is just translating a record. It's not uh, it's not up to him to come up with these words. This is translated material. Uh, verse 20 talks again about the destruction that's going to come upon those that uh, don't keep the commandments. And uh, the necessity to do that, verse 35, uh, came to pass that they had humbled themselves sufficiently. So there had been a drought and, and a dearth in the land and, so, uh, and lots of serpents. And so that caused them to repent. And when they did so, uh, then the rains came again and uh, spared their lives. Verse 10, uh, again, the wickedness of the king, how one king can create so much wickedness among the people uh, that uh, they're in captivity and because of the great taxes that they also had. Chapter 11 then talks about more wars and dissensions, uh, difficulties they had back and forth with one kingdom to another. Uh, and again, I bear testimony that this is translated material and that as we uh, understand our, that our lives are uh, going to be in, tri in tribulation, we're going to have storms in our lives, but remember that, our, uh, that we have been prepared to be tight like a dish uh, by our Heavenly Father before we ever came here. I bear testimony that these things are true in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.